Check one, two, one, two. What's popping, y'all? It's your man DJ Steph Floss here with episode one of my brand new podcast, Friends of the Program. Now, this is an idea that I've had for some time now, and I felt it was only right. And right now is the right time to make this whole thing come to fruition. So it's actually been long overdue, but you know what they say, better late than never, right? So here's the thing. I have some amazingly interesting friends throughout the world, all kinds of different industries. Some you'll be familiar with, some you may not be so familiar with, but that's why we're here to get you familiar with my friends. And because I am a DJ, of course, we're going to touch, you know, music in some capacity, some shape or form at some point. Now, I'm kind of excited to start this journey with you guys because most of my guests will actually be great friends of mine and you'll basically be like the third person on a three-way call with us. Now, speaking of speaking of which, yes, to start, these podcasts will be via uh, phone calls because I'm going to keep it funky with you. I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and people act real funny about coming to Cleveland unless it's like the NBA Finals or something. And unfortunately, we're, you know, we didn't win the championship this year, so we don't have that many people coming in and out of the city right now. Now, I know it's ridiculous, but, you know, it is what it is. But at some point, um, I'm going to definitely be doing some visuals, you know, as I'm traveling or as, you know, people are coming in. But for now... This is what we're going to do. So I was trying to figure out like who should be my first guest. And um, it was either, this is going to probably sound crazy, you guys, but it's, it's going to either be, either be between my father and my homegirl, Karen Sarah. Now, the crazy thing about it, Father's Day was um, just yesterday. So shout out to my father. Shout out to all our fathers out there. Um, you know, had an amazing Father's Day. But when I was trying to decide this last week, no lie, no lie, Karen text me out of the blue, just like, Steph, was good? Just checking on you, sending you some light. You know, I love you. Boom, boom, boom. Just randomly out the blue. And I was like, yo. I, said, I mean, that's, you know, that's dope to check up on your friends. So I was like, that was God probably sending me something like, you know, have Karen be uh, first. So I'm going to have my father. Uh, I'm going to have my father be my 100th episode. So, you know, hopefully we can get to 100 uh, pretty quick. So, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to call her. And uh, hopefully she picks up because, you know, this is literally the first time I've ever done this with, uh, you know, on the podcast version and, you know, all of this. So hold on. Let me let me see. Let me get this together. Hello, Karen. What's up? Yo, so this actually hey, look. How are you? I'm good. So this is this is the first time I've ever done a. Uh, my, this is my first solo podcast and my first ever time actually doing like a Skype call in probably like ten years. So I'm extra excited. It's working. So first things first. What's poppin'? You free? Can we talk? I'm glad. I'm glad. It's only right you start with me because it's about to be a hot summer. <laughs> Here you go. Look, I told them it was between you and my father, and you you had no idea. I haven't talked to you since because I was out of town. But the day you, I was trying to decide, and then you actually text me to just check up on me and you know send me some light and some love, and I was like, ah, oh, she really loves me, so she could be my first episode. Yeah, your father got your father got to fall back. So look, like, dang, I can't get a little bit of light. <laughs> so look, everybody, this is Karen Silva. I know you guys are very familiar, but for those of you who aren't familiar with Karen, great friend of mine. She's a social media and digital media icon um, who's worked to help 
elevate the careers of some of your favorite artists, companies, entities, whatever. Whatever is popping, she probably had her hand in it, getting it popping. And, thank you, and, and thank some capacity. you. But that's not the introduction I want. What's, I want what? the intro. You know what introduction? No, I'm I want. not. What, what? I want the introduction. Well, no, I'm I not doing. Your life. No, no. I look, your all life, right. So nigga. look, I'm about to get to that. that so one. look, I'm gonna get to that. So yeah. A lot of people don't know this conversation. Well about how me and Karen met. It was kind of like, it was very, very like, so I was following her on social media. I was following her on Twitter and I seen all the amazing things that she was doing. And I seen how she could be yeah, like. Yeah, I was his, I was his, uh, I was his WCW sometimes. Oh, I never did that. I never. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm never, lying. It's look, just, look. It's that, I just said that to make myself feel look. good. But you know what I mean. Look. Mentally, I was. He just don't want to admit it. All so right. go hey, ahead. Continue. Here she go. Here she go. So I seen, I seen what she was doing, and I seen like she could be a beacon of light, especially for like young ladies in, in my hometown that were like, they were, you know, they were, they were seeing different, like, they hadn't had seen a woman like Karen in the capacity of everything that she was doing in entertainment. And I wanted, I was like, yo, she could really be like light and. It's, for young ladies coming up wanting to be in the industry. So I actually contacted Karen and my manager Ashley uh, was, does this um does this event where she has, you know, speakers come in. I told Karen, I said, listen now, I'm following you on social sidebar, it's called Talk and Taste. Talk Ashley, and Taste, yes. I got Talk the name right. You got the name case. right. <laughs> how long how yep. long ago was that? Seriously. That might have been two thousand that was no, that was a couple years ago because that was the last time I did the San Francisco Marathon. That so, was the last time I did it. So that's where we get into that. So basically, I had um, yeah. I contacted Karen. I said, yo, can you please come to Cleveland um, for my manager's event, Talk and Taste, and you know, speak to speak to the young ladies? And she, off top, was like, yeah, just get me out there. And I, at first, I was like, she's serious? And she's she like, yeah, just get me out there. And I'll be there. So I went and picked her up. I, she got out here. I went and, um, I went and picked her up. And um, as we're in the car, when she she's walking to the car, she has a little limp, and I'm looking like, why are you limping? And she said, uh, she had just got finished running the uh, San Francisco uh, marathon, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like all of this amazing stuff that you do, and you do this? So I'm looking, I'm looking the whole time we're riding, and I get to t- I ask, I'm like, how did you, how did you start? She like, well, I just started, and boom, 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 and then I was like, yo. I was trying to figure out a way to get healthier in my life or like eating and doing just different, just different things. And I was like, there's no way in the world that this lady just ran a marathon and came to Cleveland and I can't do one. So I'm like, and and you know what the crazy part was? I was in San Francisco after it was over. Like after it was over, I went back to the hotel I, they had to bring mad ice in the bathtub and I had to ice my leg. And I said, if I cancel, because this is the time, like, I couldn't cancel because I had, like, commitments meant everything to me. Right. So I had this, I, I literally iced my leg for, like, five and a half hours till it was time for me to get on the plane. And they were hurting so bad. They had to wheel me onto the Oh, come on. on now, the, uh, stop all of that. Now you, like, you got to do no, all of that. No, 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 I'm serious. And they were just like, they were like, are you okay? I said, ma'am, I ain't know how I did this. You know, it was through the grace of God. And, and I was running for my friends. I was running for my friends. So it's just like, I got through it though. Like it's, it's hard to explain to people like, you really run marathons? I'm like, I got through it. Yeah. Like that, it, it just felt like a breeze, but my body was hurting and I didn't realize I actually broke two toes, and oh, wow. that's what was bothering me. And that's why you were limping. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know at the time. I just was just like, you know, I I thought I was just on my old Bernie Mac, but I actually <laughs> broke two. To- I broke two toes in the process. That's crazy, and I'm just finding that out today. So I really appreciate it. But my ego at the time, I'm like, if she could do it, I definitely could do it. So I started running. Yeah. Like typical yeah. man. I mean, it it is what it is. Very, I know, I know. Very egocentric. It's all good. But that that moment right there helped change my life. So we started running with the winners, all of that. Uh, Karen came and spoke. It was an amazing event. She gained many more fans in Cleveland. She gained a brother in me. And now we're here. And as you can see, sometimes she talks crazy. But sometimes she, you know, she does, you know, send me some some love and some light. And, you know, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I chose, always, you know, I chose I'm, between I'm you very, and my father. I'm very supportive. I'm 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 very supportive of everything that you do, Steph. I appreciate because that. Because your give back, your give back, your your you know, like your give back that you do for your community. Because people think it's only about it's only about like larger cities. It has to be Miami, New York, like Atlanta, um, L.A. But you do it because you want to, and you don't wait for a specific holiday. So one, when you do things like that, that instills into me where it's like, I don't have to wait for, or for a specific holiday or I have to be from this big community. Like I started doing from your give backs, your turkey, your turkey drives and things that you were doing for your community. And even just like um, you doing this thing where employees can like go on break and just go run yeah. and partnered up with them. And I was like, you know what? I like that. I want to give back to my community of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Most people never heard of it, but you know, I was able to inspire you, but you were able to inspire me too. So that's the great thing about friendships is we're able to help one another um, to to soar, now and that's really what it's about. Now, speaking of Eastwick, so we got a you know a little little little. Small talk. Let the people know exactly where you're from and how you got into social media and digital media and everything like that. So I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So my school in Brooklyn had asbestos and they were trying to send us to girls and boys scouts. My parents weren't going for that. So they end up buying a house in New Jersey. And me and my brother, me and my brother started going to, um, Lafayette Middle School. And from there, you know, me and, my, me and my brother Michael are a year apart and we were best friends. And my mother, early on, she knew because anything, everything I wanted to do, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna just hang with my brother. I'm gonna just be with my brother. If my brother had friends, me and him dressed alike, we did everything. And my mom was I gotta like, see these pictures. You're never gonna, oh, I'm gonna show them to you. I'm gonna show them to you. Like, on, like if I wore a yellow top, he wore a yellow bottom. <laughs> <laughs> if I if if I if he wore a blue top, I wore a blue bottom. Like people thought we were twins because we're a year apart. Right. But my mother instilled into me early on. My mom was like, Karen, I need you to find an identity outside of your brother. And my brother ended up my. They thought my brother was bad, and he wasn't. It was just he wasn't he wasn't challenged. So they put him in uh, um, a gifted and talented school. So I said, oh, I'm gifted and talented too. You better let me try out for this because I'm trying to go to school with my brother. And my mother said, no, I want you to stay here because I was so, 
I, I was such a wallflower and antisocial. Right. My mother wanted me to open up a bit because I really, they were trying to keep me back at a point because not because I didn't learn. I didn't anything to that extent. I was getting straight A's. It's just because I didn't talk. Right. Like I didn't have conversations. Boy, had that has changed. That has changed dramatically. Yeah. Oh, Sheesh. oh yeah, now you can't get me to shut up. <laughs> so, so, so my mother, honestly, my mother fought for me and my mother really explained like the society and the environment and certain things like you're not about to keep my daughter back because she doesn't want to engage in conversation with people in her class right maybe they're not up to her maybe they're not up to her standards maybe she doesn't have anything to add she has nothing of value to add to this conversation is her work done is she doing what she needs to i wish you would keep my daughter back because the fact that i'm going to sue this school oh my for the god fact that i'm going to that i'm going to own it and name it after my child yo you know what's they crazy ready for oh no you know what's mm -hmm. crazy about that my mother had a similar situation when i was in like seventh you, sixth or seventh grade you know mama's go to Look. that you especially I, when you're not bad right and maybe trying to label you as a bad kid because of the color of your skin man one of my one of my science i think it was a science teacher told me one day i didn't know what it was she told me um that um maybe my mom needs to put me on ritalin i'm like i don't know what ritalin i'm a, I'm a kid i'm like ritalin you know i might have been talking i wasn't bad i might have been talkative i was definitely a smart kid i went i went home i said man such and such miss i forgot her name Says, like, I need to be on Ritalin. My mom went crazy. Went, came up to the school the next day, acted a fool. Showed out. I didn't even know what Ritalin was, but apparently it's, a, um, you know, I know what it is now. It's a drug that you take when you're, you know, um, you're like super OCD or, you know what I'm saying, things like that, to calm down. It was like, like your hyper, yeah, like hyper, hyper, hyperactive kid, yeah, to calm you down. So she was basically saying I was, I had, I had something, basically. That's how my mother saw it. Like, my, my kid doesn't but, have nothing. But at that time, they, for some reason, all these positive traits and qualities, you know what it is, is you have a, you have a personality. You're the life of the party. You know, when you walk in, even your Twitter, I tell you all the time, you're the life of the party. And at the at that time, they want to mute you. Right. They want to silence you. Like, no, you're not going to do that. So, you know, it got eventually to a point where it was very difficult for me because most people don't realize my name is Karen Civil. Right. So that's not a stage name. It's like fake. It's not a stage name. It's nothing. My name is my, Steph Frost my, too. Oh, my <laughs> full name. <laughs> my full name is Karen is civil. So my mother, my mother's maiden name is Israel, but she abbreviated it on mine oh, and nice. just put Karen is civil is my name. So, you know, Haitian kids didn't necessarily get along with me. Black kids didn't feel like I was one of them. White kids thought I was like kind of cool, but at the end of the day, I wasn't one of them. So early on, you know, with the grace, with the grace of my mom, my mom taught me to my mom all the words that people threw at me that were that had all these negative connotations. She made into a positive one. She was just like, "You're eccentric. You're wonderful. You're different. You're not like everybody else." You know, if they want to go to the party and you feel like you're not invited. Whatever the case may be, my mother got me a computer in the Sims game. She said, make your own community. Right. Be the boss of your own community. Make your own friends. 
So that's exactly what I, that's exactly like how I was growing up. And I attest everything who I am now to having the thick skin, to the way that I formulate my ideas, to how I am, how I don't care, right. how I'm very carefree. It, it all translates back to my mom because she knew when she had her children that they were going, they were destined for greatness. They were destined for greatness. My brother is one of the youngest African-American detectives in New York City. Oh, wow. Then there is her daughter, who is a CEO, who is a CEO, who's doing all these different... I worked with Hillary Clinton. You did. You know what I mean? I was, you, you know, know what? I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. How did that on happen? The cover of, on the cover of LA Weekly, and all of that stems from social media. Her right. team was a fan of mine, and I used to go to the White House. I got to go to the White House and talk at a Champion of Change event for for um, Michelle Obama and her team, you know, loved the way I presented myself. They loved the, the conversation that I was having and they looked at me as the director of cool. You know, <laughs> when I was going, when I was going to these rallies and hosting them, people knew I would be there and all these people would come, you know, it wasn't so stiff. It wasn't so X, Y, Z. Right. It was such a wonderful feeling where I was able to not just push the black audience, but there were people there from all different communities. Like, are you excited to see her? Are you this? Are you that? I basically was like a Carson Daly from TRL and it worked in my favor. Um, yeah. Not so a, and honestly, it's, 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 it's hard to explain because people, people like, girl, I really need tools. I'm like, listen, I'm myself. I'm myself. I have good days. I have bad days, but I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to try to fit the mold. Like, Oh, is, is everybody, you know, wearing this? I'm going to do that. Is everybody talking about this? Is everybody doing this? I'm Karen, and I'm okay with that. Like, I recently, um, as an example, I recently went out with someone on a date, and he was explaining, like, me and him were talking, and he was explaining his life to me. And, you know, he's a very popular individual. And I was just like, oh, so what do you do? He was like, are you being serious? I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so what is it exactly? And he was just like, wow, you really didn't Google me? I said, no, why would I Google you when you and I are having this moment? A real conversation. I want you yeah. to be able to tell me about yourself, but I don't know. I'm not going to pretend. But look, this like, is, oh, that's what this. happens. Oh, that's I what happens when you. This. I'm doing this. Karen, like, that's what no, happens when I you mean. date football players. You got to stop dating football players. That's what it is. First of all, <laughs> oh, God, you see, you're, do, you're doing that. You're doing no, that. No, 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 no. No, you know all what's right. funny? Shout, so out to, shout out to all my football player friends. But I, we always have a conversation. Mm -hmm. ho hopefully none of my football player homies that's tuned in right now will get aggravated. But I just said that mm -hmm. because football players are like, I, I party with them. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's so crazy because they wear helmets. And... They have they have helmets. They have helmets, they and have when helmet people don't syndrome. when people don't yeah. recognize them, they sometimes get aggravated. So that's what I don't know who you were on yeah. a date with, but so. no. But this this particular person was not a foot. I'm, I'm this person was not a football player. <laughs> I don't want you to label. I don't want to end up on Lipstick Alley <laughs> or on Twitter like what football player. Listen, I was I was in a relationship with. Oh, I was going to say one, but then I'm lying. Jesus um, Christ. No, let's say situationships. No. Vacation Yeah, let's say, I don't know. Can we, like, like okay. It, we can, it probably was like can two. We, listen, can we get back to that? I huh? want to know how did you beat the, like, how did you, the social media wave? We'll, we'll get back to your person, all of that. Let's get back to social media wave. How were you ahead of that curve 
and you know with like with, with JD Williams and um what's his name? Bodie? And and uh Yeah, Bodie Bodie from the wire and the Backstreet Boys. Now how did like, even given with with how? that situation is because I didn't have I didn't have friends like that. So I was able to go on the internet. It didn't matter what I looked like. I was a Haitian American girl who liked the Backstreet Boys, who liked JD Williams. Okay. So I would say everybody that doesn't know who JD Williams is, he was on a show called The Wire, one of HBO's most like critically acclaimed shows. An amazing character. So um yeah. That's yep, he and he was from North, so was Michael B. Jordan, and I used to see them at the supermarket. Yay, yay. That was my <laughs> moment at the time. So what exactly did so, you do for um, him and Backstreet Boys? I created a Yahoo group for him and I basically made his ever first fan site. You know, and I got a chance to actually meet him when I turned for my 18th birthday. He actually took me. We went to IHOP. I met him. It was such a great thing. And that's when I realized the Internet can give me what I want. And then eventually I fell in love with the Backstreet Boys. And, you know, me being a black girl who likes the Backstreet Boys, it's a little bit different. So I created a fan site for them, which is still up, by the way. I started in 1997 and I was able to to meet them. I was able to meet them. And again, the internet gave me what I wanted. You know, it wasn't about age, sex, location, how most people do. I just wanted to, like, there was no game plan. There was no blueprint. All I know is I love having conversation with people all all across the globe. It didn't matter what we looked like. We didn't have to. We didn't have to necessarily like look like one another right. or anything to that extent. We just had something in common, which was the Backstreet Boys, and we can we can um, converse over that. So you were like and the person. You were like the person. Like when I was growing up as a child, you would see multiple fan sites. Like I remember this is this is going to be like this is first time I remember the internet. It was a boot camp click. Uh, I was a super bootcamp click fan and it had a um, website uh, duckdown.com that's the first website I ever been on when I was a kid and you know they would have fan sites and I'm thinking like yo no one's really running this site this is like this probably is like the label or one of their like execs or no but it was Karen Silver huh <laughs> it was really there's, yeah I there's, mean yeah to this day one of them is still up I don't tell people who it is and I actually went to see the Backstreet Boys for my birthday last year um and it was it was so it was so incredible. So I saw that I, I went when they did the the star on the the, the Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. and then for my birthday I had front row tickets to see them, and I did the meet and greet, and it was so crazy because they're like Karen, and oh it was God. it was yeah here we are like damn near mm, twenty years later. That is incredible. So and also so. What a lot of people are familiar with, they may not have been familiar with, you know, Backstreet Boys and J.D. Williams. Once again, shout out to Bodie. What they may be familiar with um, is your, you know, contribution to Lil Wayne when he was um, when he was locked up. Now, how did that all come about? Like, was there a relationship with Wayne prior to that? And like, what made you decide like that was something necessary that so, needs to be done? That re- that relation that relationship started that relationship started from Mac Maine. So me and Mac Main actually met at um, Wet Willie's when it was my birthday, and I reached out to him. Shout out to Call I text, I, I text him and I said, I said, okay. I text him um, and I said, yo, I want to meet up. 
I don't know who I, he thought I was. <laughs> I got his number from my friend. And I said, yo, I want to meet up. So then he hit me. He hit me back and we met up. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, yo, what's up? I want to, like, work with you. I want to know what's up. I'm doing my thing. I had my KarenSimple.com website. And they were growing. They were growing their talent. You know, this is when they just got Tiger. This is when they just got Tiger and they got all these people. And he believed in me. So, I, like, in New York, I was moving around Tiger, like, all their new upcoming artists right. I was dealing with. And so this is around time of like this is around time of like bed rocking like um uh yeah, every, like every girl free, in the world every girl in the world yeah. was putting that whole crew together yeah, yeah that was an amazing pre, time pre pre bed pre bedrock pre bedrock you know? okay and then from, yeah and then from there you know the group fully the group fully started cuz Wayne's out by this time so when Wayne dropped rebirth when Wayne dropped rebirth he was um he was incarcerated when the album was getting ready to come out. So then Mac reached out to me and was like, Karen, we got to figure this out. He's getting all this mail. What are we going to do? So then he left it to me to come up with an idea. And pretty much I did. It was called WeezyThanksYou.com with an X because it, it you know, it was more into um, like what, what, what um, more of his style. Right. And we launched it on Father's Day. He wrote a he wrote an endearing letter to his fans and to his children. Put never be, never behind team photos. And I remember that year, Vogue magazine gave it best best blog, and it just did so well. And in 2010, MTV gave me MVP Hip Hop Person of the Year. It was something. And I was not. It was something about the site that got like. Wait, what is it, the most, or was it Facebook? They got like yeah, the most, and what on was that? Facebook, and, and on Facebook, he got most amount of likes and fastest amount of likes. Like, so his digital footprint was so different where now people are like, who, like, you know, this is agencies do things like this. Right. Not, not necessarily, not necessarily, um, you know, a girl who's running a company from her condo. Right. So, so, um, so Beats by Dre reached out to me and was just like, who, who's this girl? What is happening? You know, and that was, and, 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 you know, this is when Beats by Dre was originally just starting. Right. So they had me come out to LA. I met with Omar Johnson and the rest is history. Shout I didn't out have to a Omar. resume and nothing, and, and nothing like that. And honestly, I'm not going to pretend these type of situations happen now, but I believed in myself very early on. I got the vision early and, and it, and it worked for me. It worked. I really believed in myself because I didn't go into it saying, yo, I want to be famous because even when the MTV thing happened, I said the TV was on and I was like, why does it, I thought it was a screensaver. I was like, <laughs> why am I on my TV? And then that's when I realized like of all people, Sway was talking about me and talking about all the great work that I was doing. And I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, wow, I'm getting recognition for work that I've done. And, and from there, it just, it 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 catapulted and it was such it was it it was such a it was such a beautiful thing. Now what I've what I've seen even with Wayne, like um the way you the way your relationships are with like these different artists who are your friends are amazing. I remember just mm -hmm. seeing I was just watching you and um Wayne interact one year we were at uh um 
the soccer, um, El Clasico. And, um, oh, yeah. You, you brought him to El Clasico. <laughs> and I was just watching the interaction. I'm like, this is like, this is like a genuine, like, they really rock with you. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I see that. And, you know, we have, you know, we have some mutual friends, especially like Push. But, um, like, some of the artists that um, I'm familiar with you, like, it's, having very close relationships. So we're like, what were you going to say? <laughs> what, what? It's, 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 it's funny because, it's funny because, you know, like, it's one thing it is hard being a woman when you have these relationships with artists because they're like, oh, you must be sleeping with them. You know me, Steph. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you that. Like, how do you, how do you balance, especially with a cruise of men? It's not just one man. Like, like, you know, you know what? Like, I've never really, the only person I got that at the beginning and it was an old manager who made that comment because they were jealous of my relationship with Nipsey. Somebody made that comment about Nipsey and I remember crying so bad and I called Nipsey crying because I was in a in a relationship. Right. And I'm like, Nipsey, I don't want this. I don't want people to think that I'm sleeping with you and it's that type of thing. And right. Nipsey called the person and cursed them out so bad to me and said, don't you ever do that to her. She got a whole situation at home. Don't fucking disrespect her <laughs> home. Like, Nipsey really held me down. But I have... I have these relationships with people just like I have with you. You know, I'm very hospitable. Like I tell people like, hey, come by, you know, let's play tic-tac-toe. Have a drink if you're in the neighborhood. I'm the only person you haven't beat a tic-tac-toe. Let the record, let you didn't beat me. Come on, let's let's not, where's the footage? You have the footage. Everybody you played, you beat, you have the footage. Where's the footage? Let's not, let's not talk about that. But Uh, even with Wayne, (laughs) the wonderful thing with him is I just, even with a lot of the people who I am cool with, they may not necessarily get along, but what I love about them is they never put me in the middle of it. They're never like, oh, you got to pick sides. You got to do this. Because men are allowed to be friends with so many people. I'll, sure. hear, I'll see people on the, you know, I read comments. People like, oh, she's dick riding. Oh, she's a clout chaser. They don't she's know. a this, she's they don't a that. They don't have I'm like, I pour, into, I pour into these people. Like, I was there at the beginning. Right. You understand? Like, I let them use my platform. Like, this at this time, it's, it's, like, it's like family business. Like, when I made the joke, I, I'm at Push's wedding. Right. You know, I'm at these personal moments for a lot of people where, you, where it's just like, you know, people get to go to the concert and the show. That's cool. I'm at these personal things that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about. Like, they mama's birthday. You know, so in case people uh, think you're Frank, can I can I tell like can I tell a story? Like we were yeah. supposed to do the podcast the other day. So um I hit up Karen, I'm like, yo, I'm ready to do the podcast. And um she's like, Well, I'm gonna be a little busy today, you know. I'm gonna go, you know what I'm saying, go see Lauren, check up on Lauren and the kids. And I was like, yo, that is like that was that was that was so dope for me. And then I saw the picture um yesterday or today you posted where you and Junie yeah, and matching was- outfits and yeah, that was that was me. That was me and her. It's just like I I love children, and it's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Even when you go over there, I'm like, Junie, what are we wearing today? Matching <laughs> clothes. You know, like I love, I love harmony, which is you know YG's daughter, and it's like, what you what you want? You want to match your daddy? Your daddy flies. So let's let's get you the same Lamborghini as your daddy. It's it's <laughs> little things to a fact that it's it's bigger than just. You know, certain people are like, oh, I ain't see you at the show. So I'm like, you see me at the house. Right. <laughs> like, you see me at the things that, like, I don't want to say that super matter. It's great to go to the shows and to have those moments. 
But I like to, you know, like, for instance, for you, you know, I can have the big, I'm not stressing if you don't come to my birthday dinner, but you know what meant the most to me? Randomly, I had to go to the White House and talk. I turned around and you were there. Yeah, that was amazing. You know what I thank mean? You, thank you for that experience. You know what I mean? As well. You came yeah. from you came from Cleveland. You came from Cleveland to Washington D.C. I turned around and I'm waiting in line to get my credentials. And I said, "That looks like stuff. No, that's not stuff. That is stuff." So those are the type of moments that you know that matter. I have those wonderful relationships with people where it's just like, I remember with Mac, one of my favorite moments is he's like, "Karen, man, this is one watch." Watch the throne was going to Paris and I was going to Paris for that show. I said, yeah, I'm going to Paris to watch the throne. He said, wow. Do you know I have a show out there too? I said, okay, Mac, I'm okay, Mac, I'm coming to your show. He said, no, you're not. They have so many shows. It's going to be sold out. I said, Mac, I said, I'm going to come to your show. It's not a big deal. And he said, are you sure? And I didn't talk to him for two days after that. I got out to Paris. And he was texting me and I wasn't responding, right? Because, you know, I was out traveling. I meant, you know, doing tourist stuff. And I told him that I'm going to come. Like, I told you, I'm going to come see you perform. Right. We're going to have fun. And then I hit Quincy. I hit Q. I said, Q, can you put me on the list? He said, why? I said, I'm out here. Just make sure you put me on the list. (laughs) And then Mac was performing and I was on the left side of the stage just standing there. And they were trying to figure out who that was. So security came over and they saw it was me and they brought me to the other side. He got off the stage and gave me the biggest hug. And he damn near was about to cry. He said, you really came. I said, yes, I came all the way from Los Angeles to Paris to see you perform because this show meant a lot to you. That's a sold out show. There's something like I I don't really even know. Like, and I'm asking you this very being sincere. How did the relationship with Max start? Like, how did like how did that all start? Because you guys are like brother and sister and I have I really don't know how it started so I'm really asking you right now so so about nine ten years ago he had a show in New York City with like young Chris <laughs> Remember, young you you know young. Of course, Chris. I know Chris like Not my brother. Rack, I know young. So listen, you, you come on, property, man. Come Chris. on, come on. Chris used to run okay. up through Cleveland all the time, man. All the time. Shout out to Rich Paul, yeah. man. Like you know, we had a we had a record label, Dream Life. Shout out to Dream Life. But yeah, I know which young Chris. I only know one young Chris. Christopher okay, so Reeves. You know they know the I, other one. <laughs> they know they know racks on racks on racks. So I be like, come on, man. We only acknowledge we only acknowledge one. He probably, he probably blue, white, nice us. You got to know which one it is. Anyway, so he had a show with him in New York. And I end up getting to meet Mac. I end up getting to meet Mac and we got cool. So he followed, I followed him on Instagram. He followed me on Instagram. And that following year, he dropped, I think it was that following year. I, I may be sketchy on a date. He dropped his album on my birthday. Oh, wow. And to celebrate, we went to the lobster. <laughs> and it's, it's in Santa Monica. It was me, him, Q, David Wiseman, um, Daniel Wiseman, who was Wale's manager. Um, it, was, it was probably like 15, 15, 15 of us. Pusher came. It was such a nice, like, regular. We just ate lobster, had fun. We celebrated his album. We celebrated me. And... Mac was my solace. That was my place to go to. Like I met so many different people from from him. Like you can name it. You can name so many. I remember the first time I ever met Future was there. 
you know, from TDE, from, like, I lived in Los Angeles by myself. So when it came time to Easter dinner, we did Easter dinner at his house. He was just that person you go to. And he was that person that, like, you know, when you go to work and you come home and you can decompress Mm -hmm. and you can just talk about life and just, like, not feel like the world is judging you and everybody knows Karen Civil. He was that person. He knew Karen. He knew Karen to a point where it was just like, he put me on to sushi. And I just remember one day us walking like three blocks, just having a nice conversation and talking. And he used to always make fun of me because I'd be like, no, 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 no. Let me go pay for it. Let me go pay for it. He'd be like, why? I'd be like, because I want a discount. Let me get a discount. They know who you, they know who you who are. You They're going to upcharge. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they know who you are. They're going to upcharge. He was like, Karen, it's cool. I said, no, 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 no. Let me, let me go do it because I don't want the upcharge. Right. So. He seemed you know, to be like and, that for and, everybody. Like everyone I see, like once he passed away, of course, you were literally like, a lot of people didn't know this, by the way. He was like one of my favorite artists. Like I would, I would just, especially in Cleveland, it's so hard to get certain songs off in the clubs. But like every mm-hmm. chance, every chance I got, I would play loud. Like that was, that's still one of my favorite hip hop songs ever you know i'm just but, trying to but then, and she just need to wish in but i saw when he passed away i i immediately hit you because I, I knew the relationship was strong but i you, saw so I, many other people I, truly really I affected you, by that can i tell you something yes of course what's your favorite record that you played in the club loud the loud you know i'm literally staring at that plaque right now are you are you serious? Man, I just oh, got God. goosebumps. That's crazy. I love oh, God. it. I'm, I'm, oh God, I'm staring at that plaque right now. And that Dang. was the plaque that he gave me. Dang. That's crazy. But like but like Max <sighs> it's hard to explain because I was at a I had a tumor, right? And I kept putting it off. I found out in June, July, in July, mid-July, that I had a tumor. And they said, if I don't hurry up and get it taken care of, it's not going to be good. And I was at a place because I was dealing with depression and certain things. I was okay with whatever happened, Uh right? Whatever happened to my circumstance. And then... I remember being in hosp- being in the hospital. Um, I packed a good bag. I did my hair. I wanted to make sure if anything happened. You know how like <laughs> you know they say have the that's what your grandmother tell you to do. Else. Yeah, yeah, have new yeah, drawers on. I wanted, yeah, like my paper, like my paperwork. Everything was in order just in case something happened. And the first day, I couldn't breathe on my own. There was a tube down my throat a breathing machine and they had this thing inside of me because I couldn't I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself and I opened my eyes and the first person I saw was Malcolm and I started scratching because the thing was scratching like take this off take this off like he's here take this off take this off I just wanted I just my friend is here take this off Right. And so many other people started coming and played tic-tac-toe. And this was 
between September 1st and September 6th, and God let me go home. And I didn't think I was going to make it because they said my blood level was low. And then he ended up dying a day and a half later. And I just felt like, I just felt like God let me get through this. And he was my angel. That's true. That's very true. Before he became an angel. And he's still here with you today. Trust me. That would never, that would never change. He's still here with you today. He still knows you, loves you. He le- you love him. He's still watching down on you. Like, trust. and it's so hard. To t- it's so hard to tell that story. And the most, and and it's like things are so weird because he got me a gift while I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And I, and um, I was. Uh, he didn't end up giving it to me while I was there. For some reason, he's. His assistant, him and his mom, had my old address. And they sent it to my old address. So after he passed, I'm like, I wanted to know what he sent me. I wanted the gift. I needed it. So I called the building. They couldn't find it. Nothing. I said, damn, it really wasn't for me to have. Right. So I remember maybe this was the following. He died Friday. Maybe this was Wednesday. I was like walking into, I was walking into my home and I just collapsed. Like I just, I just, everything just hit me and I collapsed and the phone kept ringing and I'm like, who keeps like, the phone wouldn't stop ringing. And I said, let me get up and let me get up and answer it. Cause the phone never rings. Everybody knows right. to call my cell phone. And oh, this was, was the house phone. Oh. Yeah. The house phone security was like, Hey, we have a package here from Malcolm. I said, wow. excuse me? They said, we have a package here from Malcolm. So they brought it up. And the gift miraculously found its way to me. And I've never opened it. Still to this day? And I, nah, I never opened it. Are you I going just, to? I just let, probably not. I just yeah. let it sit there. I, I let it sit there because it's hard. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard because this was my friend. This was somebody I talked to at 2, 3 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the passing of Nipsey, it's like you feel it in L.A. You feel it. Right. But it's like Mac, and it's never to compare the two because these two losses have been so great and so and so hard to deal with. Right. But with Nipsey's, I was prepared. I was prepared where I had to busy myself and plan a funeral and make it great and remind people how he was neighborhood Nip and, right. and do everything to make it beautiful. But with Malcolm, I'm just sad all right. the time. I'm just sad all the time. Like I started on this call fine. But I'm, I'm just sad all the time because I'm so sorry. it's hard for me to hear. It's hard. It's, it, it's like his voice is 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 slowly going away. Now he'll be here forever. He, he'll definitely be here forever with you. You know, for every, sure. everybody, everybody says that. And you it's just like it. there are moments in my life. There are moments in my life where I'm like. I just want to talk to Malcolm. 
And then when death happens, people change, man. They do. People change. You get to see the, the true sides of a lot of people, how, how, how they may have felt, may, have been, may act differently now, may not treat you the same, who, or maybe phony. People who, who, who've, never liked, who've never liked certain relationships, who've never liked the relationship you may have had with someone. So it just right. gets hard because all I have is him. And, you know, I know he's not, he's in me and he's right. not here in the physical form. But I miss that boy every single day. This call started off as a beautiful one. And it's just like, I just miss him every single day. I, I miss I him every, I miss him and then I see small things of him. I see small things of him like everywhere. And it's just, I miss my friends. Trust and me, that's the only way. He knows it. That's the only I literally talked to her. I don't know if you do this and I don't want, you know, I don't want both of us to be super sad or, or this call or anything yeah. like that. But I literally, I, I said, am I wrong? I had to ask God, am I wrong for this? Because like you said, you want to talk to, but like I talked to my grandmother like, like she's God. Like I pray, like I, I would pray to her. Like I ask her to like watch over me if I'm going out. And I started, I was like, God, is this like blasphemous? But I'm like, no, it's kind of like a way of me still, you know, talking to my grandmother and, you know. And you know you definitely, you you definitely. No, it's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing because I had the conversations because there were times where I felt him in the room. I I started speaking to a medium. Oh yeah. And the mediums don't know who you are. Right. So the medium was like, "There's somebody named Mac here, and he's telling you to stop crying." And there were some other personal things right. they talked about, and. That lets me know that he's still here. Now, and, real mm-hmm. quick, you said now mm-hmm. you know you. Of course, you you're dealing with two situations that's very tough for you differently. But like with with Nipsey, how you said you know you had to basically you had to tighten up because there was something that you had to get done. You had to plan his funeral and all of that. I want to tell you honestly, thank you. First of all, thank you for um, allowing me to be a part of you know the celebration of his life, you know, and you asked me, did I really want to come? I've, I've never really told you about this. Either. This is like this serious. At first I was like, I was like, I want to go, but I don't want to like burden her with going because. But you like- know why? I remember when I first, I remember everybody, you know, I don't send formal email. I send you text messages. I'd be like, right. yo, Steph, can you, can, can they come out to this song? Can they do this? You would do you would do things for me out of love. Right. So when it came to Nipsey, if when he came to Cleveland or he did XYZ or if he did whatever. So to me it only was right. Like, you know, there's it was it's twelve thousand people, but I had to literally sit for a second and remember at the beginning when I was really trying to push this thing and people who had a platform, who had radio, who who, who's at the court, who's sending me video. I'm like, yo, Steph, can you play this song? Oh, by the way, can you send me a video? I need you to zoom in on this person right, with the right, song. Right, right, do you right. think you could send it to this? Yeah. Do you and think I, you I could would. do that? As I'm working, as I'm yeah, working. And, <laughs> and, you, and you would, and you know what? 
you never gave me feedback. You never said, Karen, yo, chill out, leave me alone. Like you just, you was, you was always good to him. You was always good to me. How were you, how, now how were you able to, I was, this is beautiful. The arrangement, the venue, the people, how, 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 Karen, were you able to do that? How? You know, that was a situation is like, you know, I haven't worked with Nip in 2000, the end of our, we stopped working probably together at the end of 2017 because I was working on some other stuff. I wanted to transition to an, a different place. So the last thing we fully worked on was the Kauai Jordan commercial. Oh, and, wow. you know, he went to Rock Nation and he was doing some other stuff. But when this happened, I happened to be on Crenshaw. All of that goes away. Hold on. You happened you to be on I mean? Crenshaw when it happened? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I was at uh, Slutty Vegan, which was right up the street. Oh, wow. So all of that goes away because you go to the nanny house. This is still family. Right. You know what I mean? And now everybody is mourning and everyone's going through something. And I know my marketing mind. I know how I have to think. I didn't want to be in a sad place. Right, right, I right. know the family is going through something and they don't really know. You know, you know how to bury an aunt or an uncle, not yeah. somebody to this caliber. Right. So, so in between tears, it's like, I call Maverick. I said, Maverick, I need the Staples Center. And he said, hello. I said, Maverick, I need the Staples Center. And he didn't, he didn't say, nah, they already had something happen in there. He moved it. He did what he had to do. And a lot of people came in and supported, wow. supported because they, they knew how much he meant to this community. And, and they, they knew what I was trying to execute and to do from Stevie Wonder you know, working with Malika and Khadijah to, to, to Mindy, like from the flower aesthetic to the way it was set up. Flowers were beautiful, Barack by the way. <laughs> even from Barack Obama to Platinum, you know, Platinum Motorsports. I'm like, I need, I need about 15 Rolls Royces and the, <laughs> the company, you know, bear, bear love. I'm like, yo, I need, the, I need this to be presidential. Nipsey is... Nipsey is presidential and he needs to go home in that way. And the beautiful thing about it is that I didn't tell anybody about the Barack letter because they were like, Karen, and we just put you on here and you, and you want to make opening remarks. I said, no problem. My remarks are going to be from Barack Obama because I need people, I need people to know the importance of who Nipsey was right. and going through every neighborhood, you know, his brother setting that up and doing certain things and just him being there and this was this to me, you know, this to me is his family's hurting, but not to be a regular funeral. Right. Like this, this was a celebration of life. It was. You know what I mean? This and the last person that happened for that was who? Michael Jackson. So that lets you Michael know. Jackson, Michael, ja Michael Jackson, but you know, they didn't take him through city, through all right. the neighborhoods and everything. But this was a celebration of life, and he was really neighborhood nip. Because right. Nipsey went through every neighborhood, it was such a beautiful thing. There was no, there was no instances, no nothing. Everybody just, everybody came at peace. And you're never gonna get something like that again. You're no, not. It was amazing. You're not. It was amazing. And, and once just again, to see it I commend when you. Watch it from the top. Thank you. And when you see it from the top, even with that situation, so many people like I had, I had a lot of people like. 
you know, Karen's not doing this or Karen's not giving me my tickets. Why am I sitting back here? What's this? Are you, like, What's are you that? serious? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's bigger it's than ser- that. Yeah, though. come it's on. About, like, like, it's about It's not a club. Yeah, it's, it's not a club. Like, yeah, relax. It's, it's, it's not, if it starts at 12 o'clock, don't show up at 145. I'm not getting up. But look, that's why you came. that, like. When I saw you and you were like, Steph, you know, um, you know, I got a pass. I'm like, no, we're fine. Like me and Mill, I'm like, we're fine, Karen. Like we don't need like this is not our like I was perfect. By the way, the section I was sitting in, it was amazing. man. I, I Listen, everybody that's tuned in right now and Karen, mm-hmm. the section I was sitting in, I've never seen what I realized, what I did realize. I mean, I knew this, but I did realize if you're born in L.A., and you grew up in L.A., and you're, wherever you're born, you're going to be affiliated. And it is what it is. And that affiliation is going to be your family. The section and I was sitting what, in, they were, it was, man, it was like family, like Every, super family. Everybody is moved. Everybody sits together. Ain't no VIP. Yeah. You're going to have the rolling 60s. You're going to have that's this. The, that, you're gonna that's have the heavy. That. I was in a heavy, gonna, everybody, I was in a heavy Rolling 60 section and it was so much yeah, it was like we were family they would they knew i wasn't from there but they're like man you know they seen karen first of all they saw you come and talk to me so they're like oh he's family boom boom you good everything like if you need anything we're good and i'm just looking like yo this is amazing like you if you don't grow up in that culture you're not really going to be around it like that to know it so you're just going to have you know your preconceived notions yeah. of things but this is like it was might have well been blood yeah, it was it, it was it was it was such a wonderful it was such a wonderful thing and it was well deserved. It was well deserved and Nipsey deserved that. And it was and it was beautiful and I'm so happy to be a part of that, even from the book, making sure everybody got a book to take home to just ha- to commemorate the life and wonderful of a person he was. You know, people are still hurting from this. He has a right. family and, and it and it's like the only the the, the the thing for me was I wanted to be able to take away some of the hurt right. from his loved one. If I could take away that burden of having to put that together and take away some of that hurt from his loved one so they can celebrate him in a way that he deserved, that's what I could do. And that's well, really what it was for me. Well, Karen, but, I want to tell you, you, you know, did a great job. You did a great job. Thank like, you. And Thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to keep. You know, we don't want to talk about just all sad things. I want to ask you about yeah. some other stuff. So can we? Can we get off the, the sad, loving moments? Yeah. Once again. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Nipsey and Karen. You did an amazing job, like with both of their lives and celebrating them and having people continue to celebrate them. But there's something I I, I really want to talk to you about that I've seen you've been doing a lot lately, and I've been wanting to know why you've been doing it. And how do you know so much? All right, so you've been making a lot of comments lately about like IG and you've been posting like tips like IG and yeah. algorithms and hashtags and posting the pill and et cetera, et cetera. And I has like, why now are you like giving out tons of this information? So I have my lived civil university. Okay. At the end of the day, everyone can't afford a $40, $50 thing. Knowledge is free. So why not give it out to people? Why not help you grow your platform into a place? Like there's enough room for all of us. You right. know what I mean? You getting an extra five, ten thousand followers doesn't take away from me. So if I'm in a place where I can help you on my social media platform, why not? Because there are people who are still trying to figure it out 
And it's not always about a dollar. You know, right. I give people the I give people two opportunities. It's the same thing Nip did with his proud to pay. You wanna buy it, you wanna buy a course for me, you can. But then I also offer you information that's sitting here that you can you can take and you can learn from. So it's your choice what you wanna do. Now, so, what was the thing you just and I, I hadn't even planned on asking you this, but I just thought about it. You 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 mentioned the other day, I guess I forgot what I was. I may have been in flight, but when I landed, I saw that IG was down um, like a couple hours and I had no idea. And the first person's tweet I saw was yours. And you said something along the lines of um, with your with your live civil university, um, you were able to give people um, like educate them on how to use their email. So uh, the thing is, these these apps don't belong to you. Right. You don't know. They tell you your engagement and certain things like that. But when Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is down, what happens? Right. You know, I do email capture. You know, I have what is that? half a million email captures when somebody comes to your site and they leave their email address. You have uh -huh. a direct connection to them. I have over half a million emails. So that way, when I'm ready to release a book, I can just send out an email and say, hey, book on sale now, as opposed to Instagram. If it's down, who, right. who, you know, who hides certain things, you can't see things aren't available and X, Y, Z. So this way I have a direct link to my consumers. It goes straight into their inbox. They can see it and they can decide like, you know what? Yeah, I want to buy this right away. Like, oh, Karen emailed me. This is great because a lot of the times you miss a lot of the things on social media because it's so much content. No, it is. It's people, people will ask me something. I know this sounds petty, but I will get this a million. Like, I just got it in Toronto. I had somebody come to me and say, yo, Steph, like, why don't you, like, you don't like any of my pictures or make any comments. And I'm like, honestly, I don't see it. And I don't know why I don't see it. But I'm like, I just don't, it's a, it's a lot of content on there. I'm like, I love you. I'm sorry, but I really just don't see it. So don't get mad. So. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's the problem is, is they hide a lot of content. What's easier to make your content be seen now is if you do a carousel because it'll bring your picture back up a few times on what the timeline. What is that? Timeline. No, you got you to explain that. So, so a carousel is, you say when you have five pictures mm -hmm. and you scroll. So Instagram will let you see the first one. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 30 minutes later, the second photo will come up like it's a whole new post. Oh, you mean like when you swipe, like swipe to the left or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? You I always, yeah. I was wondering why, like, I would scroll and then I'd be like, I, I never swipe, but it's on their other pictures. So that's what happens. Yeah, so that's why it gives you an opportunity. It gives you an opportunity to, um, it gives you an opportunity to, uh, to, to, um, to see their other posts. But another thing too is, you know, with people who may not see their content, as soon as you put a post up, I always put a heart. I put a LOL, I leave a comment or something because you have to engage your post in the first five minutes in order for it to get good traction because uh -huh. Instagram will hide it because the whole purpose is they're trying to make money and they want you to promote it. So hold on, you mean you would put a LOL heart in your own comments right under your page after you've posted? Yes, say, say I put a picture of something, me and Junie. Or, or the picture of me and Junie and somebody leaves a comment, I'll respond back to their comment. I'll leave a okay. heart. I'll, I'll do something to that effect because it'll give me a higher engagement range, range as opposed to just nothing. Because 
unfortunately for smaller people like us, they like to hide our content because they want us to buy. They want us to buy like um, they're trying to sell everything now. Right. No, that's 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 insane. And I was wondering, I'm like. First of all, I was like, how how is she getting? How does she know all of this? I know you're, you know, a genius, but it Not, just makes no. It, the people at Instagram, people at Instagram hate me because I give that information. <laughs> but but the girl from the girl from Paris actually sends me a whole bunch of stuff. So I have somebody from YouTube, Twitter, like YouTube actually wants to work with me because they're like, thank you for giving out this information, and they're not bitches about it. The people at Instagram, they get mad that I tell their business. That's crazy. It's, it's so crazy with the social media, like social media platforms, like on Twitter, like people have been getting their like sites and uh, uh, their pages like shut down and whatever for like, yeah. for like music, for, but it's mad porn, content. but it's mad so, porn. So what like, I do though, what I do though to, to help me, cause they tried to do that to me the other day. I deleted all my tweets from when I started till 2017. Okay. So all those all those posts are gone. That's crazy. I might have to do that. Too. I, but I, the but the I'm porn can, but you, the porn can stay. The, the porn can stay, but the music gotta go. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, so you. It's crazy. So look, you mentioned you Live Civil University, the Civil Brunch. Mm -hmm. That's still going. You still have the Civil Brunch going on. Yeah, this is going to be the ninth annual civil brunch. It's just bringing women to get, it's just a way of bringing women together to celebrate, let our guards down. There's no plus ones. It's invite only. And I'm really excited about it. I do it every year in Los Angeles. The first year I did it was because of Pharrell and he sponsored it. Um, and now I just continuously do it. It's just my way of, of, of paying respect to women who are continually killing it in their fields. That's not that's, that's amazing, and I I don't know if you view yourself as this, but I've done I've viewed you as this since the day we've met. I, I, mm -hmm. I mean, what would you say if someone was to call you a role model or say that you were their role model, or do you see yourself as a role model to especially like young young black women? I do see myself as a role model, but I just want people to know like I'm far from perfect. Don't look at me as somebody who you know I go to therapy. I have my issues um, with things that I deal with, but I'm human. I want somebody to look at me as someone who is um, who dares to dream, who lives life on who live life on her own terms, and she tries. So if that makes me a role model, yes, I'll I'll, I'll definitely take that title. And you just got a Harvard degree, so congratulations on that. So that's like a hell of a role model uh, situation going on right there. So how how was that? Yes. How's how was that feeling? Um, it's such a wonderful feeling. I'm actually not done. I have three more courses that I need to take, but it's a, my way of continuing my education just because, you know, financially I'm successful, business-wise I'm successful, doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue my education. It's really important to me and to my family. And now that I can actually afford to pay for it, why not? You have to. No, that like I, I saw that. Once again, sorry I missed the dinner. Dinner looked amazing. Congratulations! Saw a lot of my friends there, but um, like that was that was a big thing. I was I, I was actually like, well, maybe, maybe I need to go ahead and pursue this PhD because like the thing with like me and you, if I feel like if you can do it, I could also do it. As you can see, with uh, with run with the winners. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's and that's and that's such a beautiful thing. I want to get back into 
I'm going to have surgery on my foot, but I want to get back into running because it's, it's therapeutic. I love every time you do it. I see every time you collect your award and I'm very happy for you because I see the change. I remember sitting in the car talking to you about it and to see the change in everything that you're doing now, like, like on, on some non, not trying to be future generic, but you deserve it. Thank you so much. So look, I'm about to let you get up out of here, but I promised everybody that as a, as a, as a, um, as a part of my, um, you know, the podcast, because I Mm -hmm. am a DJ at some point, Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss music. So you, you grew up in Brooklyn. Well, born in Brooklyn, lived in uh, Eastwick. Well, uh, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Born in Brooklyn, raised in, raised in Jersey, (laughs) LA, LA pays me. (laughs) Favorite artist as a kid. Who was your favorite artist when you were growing up? And what was the first album that you could recall, like listening to it, getting excited about? I can tell you the first rap song that I learned, but I shouldn't tell people that. I'm, I'm going to probably guess is, was it NWA? What was it? No, Akinelli put it in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> you could look at, you could flip it, you could taste it. I'm talking every drip drop, don't you waste it. And I'm oh uh, don't 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 judge me, but yeah, my friend put me on to that. That was a that was a classic. So that was actually a big song in Cleveland when we were growing up. <laughs> okay, no, I'm no. being honest with you. I'm I'm not giving you the generic answer. Let me see. First album. Um, what was at the playground? You know, you know the Aisha. Them. Okay, ABC, ABC. Yeah, ABC. Oh my gosh! Shout out to Roro. All right, so look. So, but it, it wasn't is, a CD. It was like a tape. So, of yeah, course. it was like a tape. Mm-hmm. Of course, like classic. But um, so mm-hmm. hip hop totally different than you know what it was um before. And I tell a lot of artists like because I'm on radio, and it's so mm-hmm. crazy. It's so crazy. To have this conversation with artists and they don't get it because they're always like, Steph, you got to play my song on the radio. You got to play my song on the radio. But I'm like, all right, I understand that. I understand the infatuation with that. But like, is your song even like, is it coded? Are you going to get like, is it up on all the platforms? Do you have a clean and dirty version in case someone hears it and um, shazams it and wants to buy it? And a lot of times the answer is no. And it's like, so what am I planning for? Like on the radio, like I understand, you know, you want to get excited and all of that. But I tell a lot of artists, like you have to, you can't just rely on like a single platform like the radio to get like popping. Like the internet is everyone's friend. Like right now, it all like the internet. You can do any. There, there are kids that don't even have to leave the house. They can make a hit record, um, you know, from the internet. Now, how do you feel about like the way artists are able to like enhance their appeal and with fans and stuff, you know, via the internet today? You know, it, it, it definitely, uh, it's a booming situation because before you just had to rely on the label. Now, you know, you have, you have all these different companies from Amazon to Tidal to, you know, soft drink companies. Everybody is creating their magazines or creating their own label to, you know, now you can find the next big hit on YouTube or on SoundCloud. So there are plenty of opportunities, but people have to make sure that, you know, they're creating longevity. It's, it's not just for the moment. Um, I remember this one particular artist who had a, a, a banging song and Wayne wanted me to reach out and I could not find their Twitter. Wow. I could not find their Facebook. I couldn't find shit because 
unfortunately, they did not make sure that all their things were streamlined together, a website, a this, a that. So making sure all your things are aligned, streamlined, like you said, um, making it available on everything. They think, okay, if I just put it on SoundCloud, I'm done. Oh, I got a million plays on SoundCloud. You can, yeah, you can, you can, you know, you can play with those numbers now. Right, right. Now I get that all the time, man. Look at my, look at my views and look, I'm like, come on, man. Like this, like, yeah, those, those numbers definitely can be played with. Yeah. So it's just making sure all your things are, all your things are aligned. All your things are aligned and make sense. They make sense to you. So if your name is um, DJ Steph Laws, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything should pretty much be the same. So it's easy for that, that fan base to find you, you know, partnering with Shazam, you know, in case people want to know the, t- know the song, making sure you're on those playlists, all those little things you're not even thinking about going to genius to making sure your lyrics are, d- are put on there correctly. Even right. if you put your song up on YouTube, put a lyric version. Lyric version. You know how many times I would download there. a lyric version of a song that I don't have? And I'm telling artists, like a lot of DJs do that. Like some songs for some reason are like a little harder to find. If you, if you're not, you know, if the label hasn't sent out, I'm like, and you can always go on the YouTube and type in whatever lyric version. And I'm like, a lot of DJ, it might sound quality might not be the best, but a lot of DJs do that a lot of times. And artists, some artists still don't put up the lyric version. I'm like, come on, man! Like you have to cover all bases, all bases. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad you say that. Now before we get up, this is it. I got to put you on the spot though. Is there anybody okay. that's on your radar right now, artist wise? Artist-wise. New, um, a, a newer artist that you've taken a liking to, maybe want to see more from or maybe want to work with or or is working with or working with? Um, well, I've signed my first artist I'm really excited about. He actually signed to 400. Oh, He's wow, on YG's. Thank you. He just signed to Interscope 400. His name is Mitch. I'm really excited about him, about what he has coming up and you know, look out, look out for him. From he's from LA. You can you can say LA, but Houston, Atlanta, but he's based in LA right now. Okay. You know, he used to be a writer. He used to be a writer, a producer, um, and he actually produced a really good hit back in the day for YG. Brought him along, and it's been working. And this is the first talent that I've fully been working on. You know, since Nip's passing you know, since working with Nip for so long, but I'm really excited about Mitch and just with my always civil enterprise marketing branding agency, mm-hmm. you know, now it's where I want it to be. I got YG, Quavo, Tiana Taylor, Russ, obviously Mitch is on there too. And if all things go well, I'm gonna have my first NBA player. So um, I'm in, I'm in a really, 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 I know I sound very monotone, but I'm in a really, really, really great space right now. <laughs> you don't sound that monotone. Mm-hmm. Kath, thank you. So yeah. you you have no idea how much this means to me. Like, thank I, you. I, I, no, I, I really appreciate you doing this for me, especially since I had to choose 
between you and my father, and I chose you. So yeah, you, now, now you he better, know what it is. Now you better he know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you better respect that. Oh, and it was Father's Day. I hope you got him something. I did get him something. I I don't think I got him exactly what he wanted. I I, I might have to work on that this summer. I told him, I called him yesterday. I told him Happy Father's oh, Day. A broom broom. Ah, oh, no, no. that man said he told a me broom, Happy. A, he look, a broom broom. Look, he said Happy Father's Day. He I'm said, like, what you? I'm like, what you, what you know? Something but, I don't know. I said, oh god, no, but I, I might gotta give my. But you do what you do a lot of exotic trips, so I, uh, I can't expect uh, anything uh, less than exotic uh, from you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna end said, it with no, this. Going, no, what, that, that, what? Yeah. What was you gonna say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end it with this. Steph was doing a lot of football talk. Listen, man, my DMs are open. <laughs> don't be listening to Steph. That is, that is, that is, that's not my type. At all. So don't be listening. Don't be listening to Steph. He key key Steph. Oh, just put man. me in the group text. Set me up. Karen, I'm, I'm trying to have my group. wedding a month after Ashley's. I will put you in the group text. I love you. All right. All right. Love you I'm too. A, thank you for you having later. me, and nah. thank you everyone for listening. All right, God. Peace. I love you. Bye.